All right, folks, I hope you are ready for a great episode. We've got special guests. We've got a player. We've got a fan. Hold on to your hats, folks. It's another episode of the Tornado Alley Soccer Podcast. We've got Christian Rodriguez, new signing for the Tulsa Roughnecks, midfielder. He is on to give his thoughts on coming to Tulsa and why he's excited for 2018 season. Also, his second cap, Ricky Del Myers, coming live from the Freddy Hole. He's on to give his thoughts on the 2018 season and maybe a few road trips. Maybe he'll see you out there if you're fans here in the USL. But first, before you get into any of that, before we start this thing, you got to get inside the house. It's getting dark. There's winds. There's I don't know what's going on. I saw a cow. I don't know. It's crazy out there. Wife, get the kids in. Get them in their closets, pillows, blankets. It's another episode of the Tornado Alley Sock Parker. Thank you very, very much for joining me today on the 20 Alley Soccer Podcast. Your host, Roger Graham. Love having you guys on. Love talking to you. Love chatting with you on social media. Tornado Alley SPC on Twitter or R-O-G-M-A-N-9-9. That's my personal account. You can holler at me either one. I'll respond. I have it on my phone. It's all good. We'll talk. We'll chat. Subscribe. Stitcher. iTunes. Apple Play. Uh, you can already go to the bgn.fm website, Beautiful Game Network, bgn.fm. We've been adding new content, new podcasts. Seems like every day we have a new podcast member coming on board. We've got the uh, the New York Red Bulls podcast, the Red Bulls 2 coming online, and then also the USL show 2.0, which I allude to in the segment here in a little bit, but I will be a special guest on in this week's episode, so you don't want to miss that. And also, there's been some great previews for Western Conference, Eastern Conference. You do not want to miss any of it. Let's check it out. Great podcast out there. I think VGN right now <clears throat> is uh, pretty much covering every team. Every team that's out there in the USL, we're getting dang close to it. If not, every team's covered. So anyway, um, and then, of course, the USL show kind of covers those gaps as well. So Lots of good stuff, good podcasts, great guys and gals out there doing work. Get out there, support them, click on them, listen to them, and let them know what you think. All right, we've got big guests, like I said in the intro. We've got Ricky Del Myers coming on a little bit later. We've got midfielder Christian Rodriguez on as well. So I think we've got Christian queued up first. So we'll jump to that interview right now. All right, folks, we've got a great guest coming on the podcast, making his uh, Tornado Alley soccer podcast debut. We've got none other than Christian Rodriguez, midfielder, for the newly signed midfielder for the Tulsa Roughnecks. Uh, Christian, uh, live from uh, Virginia tonight. Uh, Christian, how you doing today, bud? All is good. It's good to be with you guys. I'm looking forward to, to being on this podcast. You know, I, I didn't know too much about Tornado Alley, but... Since I've signed with Tulsa, I've I've been listening to some of the podcasts, reading, and I'm really happy to to be on this podcast. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, yeah, pleasure's all ours. I promise you. <laughs> uh, thank you uh, for the very kind words. Speaking of tornadoes, have you ever? I'm just going to ask you because 
uh, we always get really interesting reactions, especially from the international, you know, some guys that from Europe, they've never, they don't know what a tornado warning is or anything. Have you ever been in, in an area or in a tornado warning or had to react to some bad weather before? No, I mean, the, that's what I was, I was doing some research and I know it's, I think it's tornado alley and right in Oklahoma. Oh, sure. So that's something that, you know, is, is really interesting, but no, I've never been in, in, in something like, than a tornado warning or anything like that. The only thing we had in El Salvador was, you know, these heavy downpours of rain and these little tropical storms. But, I mean, hopefully we don't have any tornadoes this year. I mean, it's... <laughs> oh, it's yeah, hopefully we don't either. It's, uh, you know, it's kind of a... Uh, uh, <laughs> It's kind of a scary deal, especially if it's there's one actually on the ground. But I'm sure you'll get to experience the tornado sirens and and all that good stuff. So uh, if you wow. yeah, just just holler at me if you're like, oh my god, I don't know what to do here. Uh, in the background, we've got a Ricky Myers there. He's uh, <laughs> he'll be he's hey, our next hey, guest hey, on. Hey, he said hi. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's our next guest on, and we'll get to talk a little bit here in a minute, Ricky and I. So, but anyway, I just had to ask that. Um, I know El Salvador don't get a lot of tornadoes down there, and I know I you've don't. had spent some time in Washington D.C. and maybe they get a little bit of bad weather there. But uh, oh, it's a it's a fun time, and always interesting right. reactions. Uh, some of the folks who aren't used to it. But anyway, uh, we'll move on. To, we'll switch over to a little soccer chat, if you if you will. Um, one of the questions yeah. I have, you know, uh, just to get so folks can get to know you a little bit better, uh, tell folks how you got into soccer and uh, kind of your career and uh, a little bit about yourself uh, on the pitch. Right. So I started playing soccer at age four. Uh, my dad was a, he was a soccer fanatic, and so I grew up, you know, watching him play in, in men's league, and, mm-hmm. and just I just grew up just in a soccer a soccer type family. We eight breathe slept soccer it was always sure. soccer for seven i just go to his games and i would just play on the side and just fell in love with the game um but at the age of around 10 11 i joined mm-hmm. a local travel team and then around 14 15 i joined dc united academy mm-hmm. and um that was i spent time with also with the under 14 and under 15 u.s youth national team went through odp the whole system there mm. um after that uh, I went to the Netherlands to be a part of FC Groningen's Youth Academy. They're a first division Eredivisie team, so it mm. was uh, that was probably one of my my funnest experiences because to live the European culture and see how the Dutch do their have their soccer philosophy and sure. and all that was really something interesting. And it was for me to to travel and and, and be away for the first time for that long was just a. Uh, Something so interesting that really helped me out in my career. Mm-hmm. Then after Groningen, because of paperwork issues, I had to come back. And I mm-hmm. went back to D.C. United Academy. And right after D.C. United Academy at U18, U19, I went to uh, Club Deportivo Fast in El Salvador. That okay. was the – they're the team with the most championships in El Salvador. They're the biggest team there. So it was uh, – so I spent there about two years and a half. Mm-hmm. And I was just – down there and it was just a, a crazy experience the the fan group the the pressure that you live under over there sure. like they eat, sleep breathe soccer i mean they don't have much going for them so soccer yeah. is just his That's life it, right yeah it's it, it's it and you know it was really interesting to walk around the town and have people know you and mm-hmm. just the soccer aspect too you know just the style of play and, and getting my parents are from el salvador so mm-hmm. it was I didn't know too much about the culture or anything because it's different being Americanized than 
actually being there. So it was just something that was, it was, I think for me, it was one of my, my favorite experiences so far. Mm -hmm. And it was just such a great learning experience because uh, after DC United Academy stepping into the, to the pro game, you really see that, oh, okay, this is much different than at the youth level. Right. It was really fun. It was so that's how I got started. And that's, that's where I've been. and, And now here at Tulsa, looking forward to having a good year this year. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you're sitting here explaining your your career, and it's like, oh man, you're like 35 years old right now. You're 22, man. I mean, you've yeah. gone through a lot of, I would say, life experience. You know, two and a half years in El Salvador playing pro. I mean, you're, you know, pro playing there, and it's it's a pressure cooker, right? DC United. I mean, it seems like you've experienced uh, situations where you've had to have a lot of pressure and. Shoot, you just barely drinking age here in the United States, right? <laughs> right. Oh, oh man. man, that's just kind of a. Yeah. a, a do, you, do you feel like that prepares you to to deal with the uh, you know the ins and outs and I mean the long season of a USL uh, campaign? Definitely, I think it's it's something that that will help me. You know, I think the as a young guy being in different environments and uh, seeing different styles of play and mm-hmm. and. and in experiencing this, I think it really does prepare you and it really marks you, you know, it really helps you put on your big boy pants on at a young age and it really, sure. it really matures you, even though I may be 22, these experiences really just influence you in that way that you just, you understand and you have a lot of great teammates and people and coaches along the way that really instruct you on, all right, this is how it is, this is how it works and right. it's really humbling at the same time, but at the same time, you you really learn from it, and it gives you the confidence to, you know, I, to 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 go on this new journey of of playing in the USL, sure. which is a, a, a league that I've I've always been a I've always watched, but I don't right. know the ins and out of. But I definitely look forward to it, and I love challenges like this. Yeah, and, and was it uh, kind of your wish, and maybe your just the point in your life where it was time to come back to the United States, and this opportunity yeah. kind of opened up for you? Definitely. That was always what I was working hard for. You know, that's, that's always what I had in mind. And mm-hmm. even in El Salvador, when I would, you know, train on my own and do extra work, I'd be like, you know, I got to hit the gym because that's my goal to get in the USL. I know it's a more physical league. So I've always, that's something that I've always, that's always been my goal to come back to the States. And, and sure. I'm ecstatic to be back and, and, and play the pro game here in the States. So Awesome. Yeah, no, that sounds great. And so if- you're a midfielder. Are, are you a natural winger or are you more of a holding mid? What's kind of your play style? So what I play is I play more of a, a holding midfield role, okay. but I also play as a more of a, an attacking mid. Okay. But I also I can also play on the wings. You know, I've, I've played on the wings a lot down in El Salvador as well. So it's just I think I can play many positions, but I I feel most comfortable at the, the holding midfield position and the attacking mid position. Okay, so a little bit on the attacking side and, and being more an offensive type player. Is that something that you expect uh, to play with, with you talking with Coach Vaudreau? Is that kind of you're kind of expecting to be in that role with the Roughnecks? Right. I mean, that that's the thing. You know, I know that, you know, with, with what I've noticed from the Roughnecks, they play 4 2 3 1. And so that's something that I've been accustomed to playing, and I, I know that style of play. And so. It, the good thing about that that formation is that you can, you know, players with my characteristics, you could play as a ten or as an as a holding mid or out on the wing. It all depends. But yeah, that's, you know, the style of play at Tulsa is something that is really special because, you know, from what I've seen, the film that I've watched is that, and from what I've heard from Coach Davis, you know, they they knock the ball really well and they play mm-hmm. good possession oriented soccer, and that's 
that's something that I believe complements my, my qualities and it's something that I look forward to playing in because as some USL teams, you see a lot of USL teams, not all, but some you see that they, they play a lot of uh, direct. They play really direct, but it's re- it was really good to see Tulsa be a team that knocked the ball really well and, and played great soccer. Sure, man. You see, I, I tell you what, I know you're, you're you've got a whole a long career ahead of you, but man, you're talking like a coach over here. Is that do you think that's something? You know, years down the road, you know, I know you're. It's like uh, I, I'm I'm like a, I'm like 37. I don't know what I'm going to be when I grow up. But is that something that you would be interested in at some point in your life? I mean, definitely. I mean, I I like being a student of the game. So sure. it's it's. it's it's like, even though, like, I, I don't know, maybe down the line that's something that I'll do, but it's it's just like when you when you live for this game and you take mm-hmm. it really serious, it's like, all right, you start learning the ins and outs and some mm-hmm. of the terminology and, and stuff like that. But that's definitely something that, you know, I love this game, so I, I don't – I see myself in the future always being in it. So uh, Sure, yeah. Definitely. I mean, it's four years old, right? So <laughs> it's like, yeah. what, what else do I know, right? Well, yeah. uh, you know um, – you know, with the one of the interesting things that uh, a couple of weeks ago we had uh, Joaquin Rivas on, uh, fellow El Salvadorian. So uh, we've got the it's it's you know country Central America, not a very big country, and you know and and it have like eighteen kid, well nine, fourteen to eighteen people on a roster, and here you are with a fellow uh, countryman, right? Oh yeah, that's 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 phenomenal, and it's crazy because he's also he was from he was born in Santana, so uh-huh. that's where the team I was playing for. So it's really good. I've I've actually been talking with him, and he's a great guy, and I look forward to have playing with him. And it's so good to know that there's another guy that from the same type of uh, background. So sure. I definitely look forward, and that's definitely something cool. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah you had it on it. Great dude. I, yeah, I, I totally. You guys would totally get along. I totally see that. So good stuff there. Uh, well, I have uh, just a couple of uh, just last questions, and these are not soccer related. So, all right. Sorry, I know it's a soccer podcast, but yeah, it's my podcast. I do whatever I want, right? So, uh, <laughs> uh, so you're from the DC area. What are some places that you have to go to if you visit DC? I'd say it doesn't have to be touristy. It can be just like, oh, Bob's restaurant because it have the best salsa or whatever. So, any anywhere in DC, what, what would you suggest? I'd say uh, National Harbor. Uh, okay. it's, it's definitely the scenery and, and to see all that at night is really cool. I also say, obviously, the White House and all of uh, DC. The you know that whole that whole area there is something that you sure. definitely have to just come and see. And I think for me, what I'd always recommend, obviously, the stadium isn't up anymore. RFK to mm-hmm. just come down and watch the DC United game because. I mean, the soccer atmosphere there can get really nice and really live. So it's those those are some of the places that I would recommend. And just uh, going to Old Town, it's it's right, not in DC, but it's mm-hmm. right by Old Town Alexandria. I think the okay. it's yep. kind of old school and it's really chill and uh, definitely something if you just want to relax and just go through like uh, it's like 1940s, but mm-hmm. it takes you back in time. But I would say those places are some of my favorite places to go to or that I've been to. Okay, cool. Well, so there you go. So it's a little little tourist update for everyone to maybe headed out to D.C. sometime, maybe this summer. So, yeah, that yeah. sounds great. Uh, and then my last question, actually this is a soccer-related question. Uh, who's your favorite team outside the Tulsa Roughnecks, of course? Who's your favorite uh, team out there? Uh, I love 
Barcelona. FC sure. Barcelona is, is is my favorite team. I've been following them for a long time. Love love what they've got going over there sure. with their style of play and, and, and all of uh you know, the way that they run the club and obviously Lionel Messi it's just it's it's I'm a, I'm a huge Barca fan and I've always been and so Man, you and you and Joaquin are going to be like best buds. He's he had a big on his when I was interviewing. We had Facetime and he had this huge Barcelona poster up. Had the starting eleven. I was like, so who's your favorite team? You know, wink, <laughs> wink. You know, of course people can't see that here on the on the podcast. But uh, right. well, cool, man. Uh, that, that, yeah, that's uh, Barcelona. Good, great team there, and uh, you know, have a big. I guess they have Champions League coming up. Of course, yeah. you know, La Liga, and that's always competitive. But, uh, yeah, well, that sounds great, Christian. Well, uh, before we let you go, man, tell uh, folks how they can uh, enter. I know you're on. Uh, you're pretty active on Twitter. Uh, if you have IG, man, tell them, tell them how they can interact with you and follow you. Um, usually what I use the most is Twitter, so you can follow me at Christian Crod, uh, all lowercase on, on okay. Twitter. And, you know, I'd love to get in touch with, with the fans and, and, and just not looking forward to this season, looking forward to meeting everyone and, and meeting all the the fan groups and and it's it's exciting it's exciting and looking forward to it yeah well, you guys i guess you'll be coming probably coming to town here next week or two right i think yeah preseason yeah. starts here in two weeks doesn't it yeah yeah around that time yeah. might be in there earlier but yeah looking forward to to seeing what tulsa's like and obviously playing that's 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 the main thing it's it's sets a long off season that you're burning to start playing again yeah oh yeah it's uh it seems like it's just ended two days ago, and we're sitting here. I know I was talking to Joaquin. He's like, "Man, he's it's like, yeah, we're gonna be training here in three weeks." So it's here it is. Here we go again, right? So, uh, yeah. well, we're excited to have you, and uh, you know, welcome and to Tulsa once you get here. And uh, man, if you need anything, just give us a holler. We'll more than happy to help you, bud. Thank you, thank you so much. I appreciate it, and uh, no, it's great. And I'll definitely be staying tuned to the the podcast and listening up because it's i really like it and enjoy it well i appreciate it. Yeah, maybe i've come down here to the old uh, Freddy. this i call it the Freddy hole my uh studio here <laughs> the old studio but yeah we'll have to get you in Freddy hole get a couple of uh teammates and we'll have a good time for sure that'd be great that'd be phenomenal i look forward to that all right christian well you have a good night and uh but we'll we'll talk to you here in the future okay bud all right you too have a good one all right thank you so much christian as christian rodriguez midfielder for tulsa roughnecks uh, excited to have him on board and excited to see what he can bring to the 2018 Tulsa Roughnecks. And uh, we'll have a, another great guest who was with the 2017 Roughnecks. <laughs> well, the roustabouts, I should say. Yeah, he's Ricky Del Myers. You guys have uh, listened to podcasts. You got to hear him when he was in Reno, Nevada and on a road trip there with the Roughnecks, watching them, supporting them. I think leading some chance by himself. He was <laughs> He was out there having a good time. Uh, lots of folks uh, talked about him on the Facebook page and just getting to meet him and talk with him. So anyway, uh, we've got Ricky Dale Myers coming up, and he's going to help share some stories. We've got a great story about Dallas and, you know, just to give his thoughts on this year's Tulsa Roughnecks. All right, folks, uh, great guest tonight. We've got Christian Rodriguez, and as he alluded to in our in our interview, Ricky walked into the background of the interview and we had, we gave him a little shout out there, but we've got none other than Ricky Dale Myers in studio here in the Frady hole. Ricky, what's going on, man? Hello listeners. Welcome. 
Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, Rick, he's uh, been on the podcast before. He was in Reno, Nevada the last time we left him. Correct. He made it back. <laughs> Absolutely. With two losses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With two horrible losses. Oh, yes. man. Have you have you been to a weight match where you won? Oh, outside of Oklahoma City. Uh, St. Louis was that 7-1 debacle. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Open Cup FC Dallas, no. Uh, I say no. No, man, we gotta change that up, guys. <laughs> For real, we gotta get Rick a, get 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 Rick a W. That's the new hashtag. Get Rick a W. Absolutely. Road w. Um, he's he's got to shave that beard, guys. I mean, it's it's grown back. Whoa, whoa. We go. We go do that again. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Lloyd Lloyd wants to uh, cut it again, so he he wants to bet me on something. I don't know what we're gonna do. So. I know my parents and grandparents want to cut, but I kind of like it. So. Yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's you, man. It's you. Well, yeah. we've got Rick here, and uh, we've had lots of lots to talk about, I guess. We've um, had a couple of new signings uh, since the last time we had a podcast. We've had, oh, I, we've had an open house, got to be able to check out the fields. Uh, I guess that was last, whatever night is like last Thursday. Yeah, it was last Thursday. It was like 60 degrees during the day. It's beautiful weather. It's great beautiful time weather. for Absolutely. it. Yeah. I mean, I was getting excited. I was looking at the field and, and uh, we'll jump into some of the, the, the changes there and what's going to look like. But, you know, Rick, it's uh, been a pretty long, really, I say long, but it doesn't seem that long off season. Uh, you know, what are things you're most excited about? I mean, other, other than playing soccer, what are you kind of excited about for off season changes that we've made? Well, off-season changes, you got to, uh, like, last year, well, towards the end of the year, we're like, well, who can we keep? Right. Who, who's who's going to want to stay? Mm-hmm. Who's going to get a better contract with another club? And we kind of feared one of them, one Pablo Caffa, mm-hmm. our striker. Uh, he uh, is not returning, as most of us know, and sure. going to the brand-new club. But um, last year was Coach Vod's, you know, first year. And sure. we didn't know anything about him. He had a... He has a good history on, you know, his coaching career. And um, it's pretty much we're trusting in Vod to put another team together. And uh, with uh, all the player signings that I've seen so far, um, we got a lot of defenders and not too many uh, forwards signed right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, signings are still not done. And uh, sure. there's, I'm sure there's a lot more signings that the club hasn't announced yet that we don't know about. Right. And But, yeah, I'm excited about it. I am very excited about it. I'm ready to uh, – Head to Oklahoma City for our first ever road opener. Mm-hmm, We've been right. spoiled for the past three seasons. Had sure. home openers. So, um, yeah, first opener in Oklahoma City. How do you feel about that? Me? I mean, I mean, that's just – it's like you – it's like if you're an OU fan and you're starting your season off with OSU, first game of the season. You oh, know, I would love or, that. Or Texas, you know. It's like let's start. let's just go ahead and do it right off the bat. Um. I, I'm excited about it. I think anytime you you, get, you play that match, it's you know you you get the fans excited. I know Oklahoma City will do everything in their power to get all their fans excited about that match. You know, home openers seem to bring more fans. So for us who are Absolutely. traveling down the turnpike for that first match, I think uh, you get that opportunity to have that back and forth with the fans. Um, you know, and, and get that entry going and. Yeah, I, I'm excited. That's, that's a great time to have. I know we had the first match in the first season here in Tulsa, and I know a lot of folks were jazzed about that. 
Um, yeah, wasn't I, that a sold out game? Sold out. It was a sold out match. I didn't go to that match because I was I had a race the next day and I wasn't able to. And um, that's one of my biggest regrets in in soccer life is not being able to come go to that match. But anyway, yeah, I think um, it's certainly intriguing. I hope we're we have everybody, uh, you know, legs underneath us. You know, with all these new folks coming into town, new new players, new faces. How, how are they going to mesh together? Obviously, we'll, Coach Vaud will still be experimenting with the lineup at that point, True. as will Oklahoma City. You know, so I don't Brand really new coach, s- Oklahoma City. Brand new coach, yeah. You know, I think we'll Brian Byers have- is back Brian, in Oklahoma City. Yeah, yeah, we forgot to yeah, – I think that's been, <laughs> that's been news. Uh, Brian Byers, a backup goalkeeper, Tulsa Roughnecks last season, is now in Oklahoma City. He's from, I think, Putnam City North. He's from that part of the world, played Correct. for Rio the year before. So he's back, and I'm not sure what Cody Lorendi, he has not been re-signed. I know he was injured last season, and, you know, so who, who knows where he ends up if he goes back to Oklahoma City or maybe, shoot, I wouldn't mind him coming up here personally, you know, just, you know, obviously got Fabian Serta. But uh, anyway, that's a whole other discussion. But, yeah, he uh, so we'll have that. I don't know if Byers will be starting or backing up, but either way, he'll be there. Um yeah, catching a team, new coach. Maybe you catch them at the right time early in the season. Well, they don't have – I mean, but, you know, we won our first match. Well, on the field, our first match, 4-1 with a new coach, new team. So, who knows? On paper, not that yeah. forfeit stuff. Yeah, yeah, on the field, we are undefeated at home openers. That's true. Well, <laughs> let's talk about uh, – you know, we have uh, – the schedule came out, and I know we've kind of started circling some of those matches and, and – and, you know, we have the first two, you know, Oklahoma City, and then uh, the Monarchs come to town, OC, and then I think Portland after that. Uh, is there any matches on the schedule that, that we haven't really talked about that you think we need to circle and keep an eye on? Well, uh, what's floating in my head right now is these uh, times of when these sure. matches are starting. Um, I went to – this is on – if you look on the USO website, uh, as of right now, there's no times on when these matches right. are going to start. But and I went. Th- this is nothing official, by the way. We're just yeah, nothing official, nothing official, because these things can change. They have changed. They changed last year, mm-hmm. and um, but uh, I went to the open house and uh, saw the new field uh, outline, and it looks sure. it it looks amazing. And they're in the process right now of removing the mound and putting the hydraulic system in, mm-hmm. and. Um, the what did they call it the removable mound sure right yeah <laughs> which i think is going to be more standardized even teams who don't have soccer teams so something for you baseball fans it's uh i think is coming as well cool yeah so um anyway uh i think it's like april 4th against portland timbers mm-hmm. the front office has like a afternoon game hmm. a match on a wednesday hmm. what do you think about that roger well <laughs> it's nothing official <laughs> but uh it's not official remember know, not official i know that they do have like day baseball games so it's mm-hmm. not you know an uncommon thing uh you know if there's i know there's last year you had some teams playing during the day on a, on a weekday and obviously you know not everybody can make those uh but i know the team does a lot of outreach to schools. You know, you have schools and sometimes you have corporate uh, company, you know, uh, I know the companies 
go out to day games and take out their, you know, like a corporate day kind of a thing. So I know those happen certainly in Tulsa. Mm -hmm. So if that is the case, and Nick said nothing's been announced on that, I mean, obviously the people who have, you know, adult, you know, adult or day jobs, that's going to be hard for you to make it out to, but. I might have to use a sick day <laughs> or sick a day. vacation day on that one. <laughs> a little vacation day. <laughs> Hopefully none of my bosses are uh, listening, listening to this. To, I don't know if anybody is. It's okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, um, tweet at me if you are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Hashtag yeah. Ricky's fired. Ricky's fired. Uh, no, I think um, if that is the case, I know that's kind of a, you know, obviously be disappointing if you can't make it to those matches. But, you know, if it's something that people who would, otherwise be at work could True. be able to go to one of those matches and maybe that draws interest and extending lunch well I, I mean i i live like or i live i work a couple minutes away from the uh from the field so i can just run over there at lunch and you know take a few moments and you know if that is the case i know it's not ideal but you know you've got usl it's all, all the matches are streamed online so you could you know go back to the desk and um there's a baby Brady in the background running wild. Yeah. <laughs> Try to get <laughs> He's in checking door. in. He's checking in with the podcast. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if that's the case, and I know a lot of people are going to be, if that is, that does, a lot of people will be upset. But I think from my perspective, if you can get a lot of those kids out, you can get, you know, school kids, you know, and make a, make a big day out of it. A field trip. A you field know. trip type thing. And, and you, I think, hey, you know what? I, there's, 30 something games a year, 17 home games. You know, it's a two team. It's not somebody, it's not Oklahoma City. It's not San Antonio or one of these independent teams that I think is more intriguing of a matchup. Uh, you Who know, knows? it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make me that mad, I guess. And maybe I'm in a situation that I can go over there at lunchtime, like you said, Rick, and, and check it out. So to me, you know, it doesn't really bother me one way or the other. I mean, I'd love to watch the match on it, but even if it was at 7 o'clock on a Wednesday, we have, we being Tulsa, I have a hard time getting people out to those matches. Absolutely. I mean, even even if it's like St. Louis or someone that's an independent team, getting people to come out during the weekday is just tough anyway. I think looking at the schedule we have, it, correct me if I'm wrong, is it 12 Saturdays and 5 Wednesdays? I think we only play on Saturdays and Wednesdays this year. I think you're right. I don't. I don't remember seeing any Fridays, Thursdays, or Sundays. It's gonna be a Thursday Wednesday. Yeah. So <laughs> Thursday Wednesdays. Uh, Thursday Wednesday. <laughs> uh, there was a little te- place I lived at, at one point, and it was a little college town, and they called it Wednesday Night Warriors. So they didn't go out on Thursdays because I guess the cops. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> they like shut it down on Thursdays. You know, they didn't people to go out on Thursdays, so they went out on Wednesdays. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday Night Warriors, hashtag Wednesday Night Warriors. Wednesday that'll Night be, Warriors. That'll be the uh, new slogan for the uh, roustabouts and La Union and, and the wrench, uh, the wrench maidens as well. So Wednesday Night Warriors, get ready. So, man, you know, we'll see if that happens. Um, yeah, I think also uh, we have, you know, a couple of new guys. I'll, I'll talk about those real quick, the new signings since our last, uh, our last podcast. We have Adriano Justino uh, with probably the coolest name of a club I've ever heard of in my life. Previously with Club Always Ready. Always Ready? Always Ready. That should be a hashtag. You got to be always ready. That should ready. be a sponsor in front of our uh, jerseys. Heck, yeah. <laughs> club Always Ready. That's a great uh, a great name there. And then we have Fernando Arce. 
uh, Gabriel Arce with uh, Independiente out of Bolivia. And he is a forward, so we have uh, Adriano was a uh, defender. Oh, Michael Bynes. I don't believe he was announced either. So Michael Bynes, international. Jamaican international. Jamaican international, international team uh, player. Uh, He was a, uh, I believe he's a winger there, plays a little bit of wing, sometimes plays back, right back a little bit too. So somebody who can play on the edges uh, and has international experience, played against the United States in the Gold Cup, if I'm not mistaken. And then um, you are right on that yeah, right. experience uh, against Gold Every Cup. once yep. in a while, I get right. It's it happens by accident, <laughs> I promise. And then Eti Tavares or Eti or Itai Eti Tavares, uh, who was previously with, uh, with the Monarchs and with uh, Fresno Fuego Ford. Uh, I believe he is. Um, yeah, he was with the Monarchs, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, so I haven't. Uh, you know, a lot of the guys we, we get, I think I just need to start brushing up on my South American soccer, yeah, lower league soccer, international to, you know, it's like, and again, it just goes back to Coach Valgerol with his kind of calling card is getting these guys. Exactly. That, you know, uh, obviously Bynes has experience and he's a little more known than the other guys. But, you know, he's just finding these guys who can play to his play style. You know, we had the interview with Christian Rodriguez, and that was one thing he mentioned was the play style that Tulsa has and something that intrigued him. So that's just just seems like that's what he does, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Do you see a lot more speed so far on this roster? Or yeah. Well, I mean, just from the descriptions, and it's hard. I mean, you may have seen some more videos of these guys. I haven't really had a lot of chance to look. But, you know, from what I have seen, from what I can gather is, you know, speed, technical, mm-hmm. technically savvy, technical players. Good play on the ball. Yeah, that can go kind of, you know, can make these passes, make these crosses into the box, get these guys the ball at their feet inside the box, which we scored so many of our goals last year inside the box, just working the way the ball, getting the ball in the box. Correct. Obviously, it helped that we had JP or Juan Pablo Caffa who could hit a free kick on a dime from Gosh. 30 yards out. I Amazing. Think that's, yeah, I think that's – Kind of the trademark of this team, getting in the ball, work the ball inside the box, and uh, making that next pass, making that next move to get around the defenders. Um, and, and it seems like that's kind of type of players it looks like he's trying to go after. Um, you know, we have – and it's, it's, it's hard because you just don't know – it's the next factor. You, you don't know how these guys are. Are these guys going to mesh well together? Exactly. Are they our play styles? Is it? And you you think it's going to be complementary? Is you know just from the players know that, but you got to look at it like this, Roger. I mm-hmm. mean, like every every team in the USL, I mean, is going through this same issue. I mean, minus probably what uh, Louisville and FC Cincinnati in the East. Uh, um, I think uh, was it Arizona might have a couple of its core yeah. back. Um, we also have players come back. You know, we have uh, uh, Joaquin, he's yeah, back. Joaquin Rivas. Yep. Yep. Um, and then we have, you know, of course, Serta's back at Serta, G, yep. Paris G, who's, you know, I think was the glue at, you know, there towards the end of the season, had some nice minutes there towards the end of the season. So, yeah, you've got some guys who've obviously played together. It's not like last year's team when you had two players, you know, from the, the 16 roster. You know, it, it was basically last year's – brand new team this year you've got some glue there you got some guys who know how to play yep no no have played with uh, coach Bulger also yep it's not a, sh- a full shift change but you know it's 
kind of got some returning pieces more than sure. last year. Yeah. And plus, this is David Vaudrill's guys. Yeah, it's uh, his players. And yeah, yeah, it's a whole different team, you know. And, and of course, he's, he's got his, uh, you know, his stamp on it by now. And, and we've kind of, we're starting to see that the DNA of, of his teams and what they've, you know, what they have and what we're bringing, bringing to the table. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You just have to. Really, it's just going to depend on what they do on the pitch, and and you know, I have a preview. This is a little uh, little spoiler alert for everybody, but I have a preview coming up with the USL show coming. Uh, we're recording this week, so you. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, so guys, look for that little shameless plug on the USL show. But you know, that's the thing we'll have to talk about is how these new players are going to 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 mesh together. You know, I think Tulsa is kind of the ultimate X factor out there. You know that they've a competitive team, well coached team. They've got that, you know, the I guess the diamond type formation with the attacking mid, CDM type. You know, you've got the holdings and you got you know play a lot through the wings and it's a real dynamic style of offense. And I think it's just we just don't know. We just re, it's it's you know we really don't know and. These guys can all, you know, be, you know, talk to Christian, great dude, you know, and these guys all can be great guys and and be, you know, work hard and 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 you know, then just, you know, like 2016, we thought those guys were going to be good players, and it didn't work out. But no, did not. I think uh, it's a little bit different now, and you know, with uh, Coach Valdra, more of a, you know, kind of a players coach for sure, and I think a lot of a lot of coach, the players respond to that pretty well, so. Except it just it, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. And we'll find out. And it's it's just going to be a big mystery. And until we start seeing some of these scrimmages, some of these exhibition friendlies, um, I think there's one scheduled in February with Sporting – or um, not Sporting, uh, Swope Park. And we have one with TU in the 21st, I think, of February. So we've got friendlies scheduled in February coming up. So we'll find out soon enough what this team's going to look like. True. Yeah, you're you're right. Uh, that's yeah. If you're a fan, you want to see what's going on. And uh, remember, Juan Pablo Cafa didn't. Uh, he wasn't any a part of our friendlies mm-hmm. to begin with. So uh, we might have uh, more people coming in as well that we don't know about and that are yeah. not part of these friendlies. Yeah. So, or guys that you know, like Christian Tierjan. You know, when we kind of needed a second striker, he came yep. on board in the middle of the season. Yep. Uh, you know, some of these guys, and especially international guys, they. You know, you kind of have these visas and these, you know, different things that could kind of go squirrely on you. Um, you know, so sometimes it takes uh, – we couldn't get you – know, I know there was a couple of guys we had ready to sign last year and couldn't because of visa issues, mm-hmm. you know, with the – you know, with the – you know, what's going on in Washington. Maybe that comes into play at some point. So, who knows? Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll stand by and idly wait for some of these friendlies start trickling in. And we'll see what what kind of team we have this year. But I have some more questions. I've I've got some great questions, and we've got another great segment coming up. So we're gonna take a quick break and hang tight. I have this great story from Dallas, Texas, with this with our guest here. So hang tight. We'll have be right back. All right, here we go. Here's here's the great. This is story time. So everybody, get up to the magic carpet crisscross applesauce for a little story time for me and rick <laughs> and derek uh one of our uh, other guys he's uh with the roustabouts as well 
he um, rode up with us, and uh, we had a lot of fun driving down for the FC Dallas game. I think we both had to take off work to get down there. Correct. Yep. So, and it's, so for folks listening to this podcast who may be from out of state, maybe from out of the country, I don't know. If you're not from Oklahoma or not familiar with this tradition, let me just kind of set the scene for you. So <laughs> at OU, when I went to school there, and anyone who's ever gone down to OU, Texas, it's, it's a football match, football game, like football, American rules football, in uh, second weekend of October, and there's a state fair. A bunch of college kids go down to Dallas. The game's always in Dallas at the Cotton Bowl, and – so essentially, just a bunch of college kids go down, party in Dallas, go to the football game, go to the, go to the state fair because it's all there at the state fair. State fair is going on. It's really a cool experience and it's a lot of fun. And I haven't been to OU Texas in probably 10, 12 years. So I decided that to, long. It's wow. been that long. I know. That's, 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 well, maybe it hasn't been that long. It's been probably close to t- ten years now. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe not. I think Calissa and I were dating, so we haven't we haven't been together for ten. So it might be seven, eight years, something like that. Okay. Um. So, so do you know what we're gonna make this? They're gonna try to recreate OU Texas on a Wednesday <laughs> in May. <laughs> but people oh. are like at work, right? So we went to like some rando liquor store. Right? It was like it's a big one. It's it like a, a huge one. Super Walmart liquor store. Yeah. Well, we don't have those. I mean, we do some in certain places in Oklahoma, but you can't sell certain types of alcohol at the liquor store. You can't sell anything cold right now. Well, there's been a rule. But anyway, so we go there, and, like, we get almost get lost trying to find it because it was on a ramp, right? It was like, it, <laughs> it was like weird a weird entrance. It was weird like in the middle entrance. of a neighborhood. It was, anyway. It looked like a shopping mall, and then you had to go up some stairs. Yeah. Or, yeah, it's, it's weird. It yeah. Was, and there was more beer in this place, selections of beer that I, 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 I didn't know what I was doing. I just grabbed. There was everything. Everything was there. Yes. Everything. All the liquor in the world was in this place. But anyway, we go in and we get, you know, some, some uh, adult beverages <laughs> and uh, come back to our hotel, checked in, noticed there's not a fridge in the motel. Unlike here at the Frady Hole, we have the Frady Hole fridge. Yep, Freddy Hole Fridge. Freddy Hole Fridge with the uh, USL Show sticker on it now. And the Arsenal America sticker. <laughs> I need more stickers. Just throwing it out there for all you podcasters and uh, fans. and any. I, if, I don't care what your what team, uh, Oklahoma City, whatever. If you want to send a sticker my way, send it to me. I'll give you the address. I'll stick it on the fridge. We'll be buddies, just FYI. Or you can go to the Scarf Collection, which is on my seat, here in the Freddy Hole. Anyway, shameless plug. So... We get so we didn't have anywhere. So what do we do? Being natu- being resourceful people that we are, Ricky, what do we do? Well, we uh, we found a good ice machine and yep. uh, on our floor in a hotel room, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a great. Uh, can I say the name of the hotel? Uh, go for it. Yeah. All right. It was, maybe maybe they'll send me a check. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was uh, La Quinta. We didn't. Uh, it was a nice La Quinta. And uh, I think Specs was a liquor store. Was that right? Yeah, I think that seems right. Is it yeah, Specs? Yeah. So, it, yeah. Um, we uh, filled up the sink with ice and uh, ice cold beverages with shots, Jameson shots, and <laughs> and uh, then we started to uh, fill up a cardboard box 
full of uh, leftover. Like half of it was beer, then half of it was ice. Sure, yeah. Yeah, so we kept beer that cold, and we started – what was the game we started playing uh, in the room? Some game through a quarter, and you had to make it into the uh, track can. If you missed it, then you had to take drinks of – Yeah, shots. We had some denomination. It was like – It was weird. Yeah, it's 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 – because I don't know, well, it's just <laughs> why not, right? And so, this was pregame before we oh, were going to yeah, go down naturally. to to actually our the the bar that we we're going to meet all the rest of Rouseabouts there, right? So. so we've met some of the folks from the front office, and uh, yeah, a lot of the Rouseabouts drove down. So Dallas, Tulsa is four hours. So a lot of people like took off early at work, like took a half day, drove down, and actually drove back after the match. Yep. Which is and went to work the next day. Which holy cow, match ended around nine o'clock. So do the math. You're getting about getting home about one two in the morning, and then turn around, wake up at six, go to work. So, I love it. That's dedication. Yeah, absolutely. So love it. Uh, so for you folks who live in England or in, and you're like, wait, yeah, you guys may never have to travel four hours to an away match. <laughs> That's like our closest MLS team here in the United States. So just uh, something to keep in mind. So yeah, we had a good time. Um, went up to was uh, it the uh, the place there at um, over there by S. The, the game was at the match was at SMU campus, which by the way does not serve alcohol. Does not. That was very upsetting, very <laughs> upsetting. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I was trying to sneak one in, but it wasn't going to work because no. they had security guys everywhere. I guess I could do a couple over the fence, but I'm sure. Oh, they would have sniffed that out. They, they, they were eyeballing us. This moment we jumped off, jumped out. It's like, oh, oh yeah, who yeah. are these guys? With, wait, they, we're they wearing bright bring, orange. I was I mean. just happy that they let us bring a drum in. I was, you know, I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> but it was a good game. It was a fun game. You know, uh, I think it was one of those memories. I wish it was that Toyota because maybe they had a bigger crowd. Maybe it had been a cavernous stadium. Who knows? But more room. It got it got pretty tight. It seemed it like did. every seat was full. And then we had this um, like little buffer zone around us. They're like, we don't know about these Tulsa people. Exactly. Yeah. We had like this lot of space where we were. Yeah. Uh, Our fans were kind of spread out, and then there was kind of some open seats there, and not a lot of FC Dallas fans wanted to come in, which I understand. You know. Yeah. I mean, we we traded a few scarves. The, the, Absolutely. You know, it was, you know, those type of matches. I don't think, you know, we're not we're coming in like an insurgent kind of a group. We're not. We're not Houston. We're not an MLS team, so we didn't. To them, we're not a threat because we're just a little USL club. And they, I think a lot of people appreciated that we came down to the match and were saying, hey, sorry for the match and sorry it didn't go your way, but thanks for coming down. It was, it was a good experience, I think. Very good experience. I, I really enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, for any anyone listening, your team goes to the uh, to play an MLS team, USL teams, play, play MLS team, go go and travel it's a lot of fun you won't forget it and uh get a group together split a hotel room see what you can do uh these road trips are pretty awesome yeah speaking of road trips i know we had angela and bonnie last week and talking a little bit of road trips i know you're a road warrior ricky absolutely you go you talk about ou you went to the rose bowl this year you've gone to big 12 title game big 12 title game i mean if OU's playing anywhere in the continental united states you're going to the game pretty much or tulsa for that matter so is there any uh new uh places you're wanting to go to i know Cinco de Mayo is probably a, a road trip you're going to take, right? You know what? When this uh, this team called the Las Vegas Lights came into the mix, <laughs> I was like, well, this might be a good road trip to take. And 
before the seasons, you know, before the schedule came out, just kind of crossed your fingers and hopefully I'm sure all the supporters groups around in the Western Conference were like, please make us play there on a Saturday oh, or yeah. on a weekend so we can travel down there. And luckily enough for us, it's on a weekend. And again, on Cinco de Mayo. Yes. <laughs> and like I mentioned last week on the podcast, the second birth of my second child is very too dangerously close to that date. So I will not be making the trip. But you guys have to uh, party for me in in spirit. We will. And uh, I know you, Rick, you'll be out there. I know there's a match that I've kind of eyeballed myself, whether or not, depending on baby duty and all that good stuff. But July's a couple of matches I think are intriguing for me. I I always love going to St. Louis. I don't consider Oklahoma City a road trip, but uh, no, you know, it's, it's, it's St. Louis. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, that's just like okay, it's just drive down for the day. But St. Louis. It's 14th of July, and then maybe I can hook up my, my buddy uh, Roland Vargas out there in Colorado Springs on the, on the 21st of July. That may give me a little bit of time just on a personal level, but, you know, July, it's, it's going to be hot in St. Louis for that match. You get That's the problem about some of these matches. You get into July, August, it's just hot, and then all of a sudden you get into the fall. Uh, you know, we were looking at that uh, – a, a, Two two places I'd like to go personally, Seattle and Portland, but they're right in the middle of American football, college football season, which uh, is September, right? September 5th and the 9th. It was really your only chance to do a back-to-back. And I know you're a big college, yep. obviously, fan, so that may be a tough one to make. But, you know, if, they're, if you're not, if, you don't, if you're indifferent about college football, you want to make a trip to the Pacific Northwest, follow the Roughnecks. That might be a good little back-to-back. And, of course, we don't have that Vancouver trip anymore, so that's gone. No. Uh, yeah, so I think um, a few few matches there. St. Louis twice, catch them in August and in July. Oklahoma City, you know, in May or in March, catch them. Uh, yeah, uh, what, what, what's somewhere that you'd like to go that if you forget about what day it is, if just a play, I mean, obviously Vegas, but what's a, what's a place that you would like to go that you haven't gone to yet, Rick? Well, I haven't gone to, uh, uh, Colorado Springs yet. Yeah. Uh, heard it was very nice and of course elevated and maybe a little bit cooler depending on what time of year you go. Sure. Um, I heard that was a nice place to go to. Um, last year I went to Sacramento and Reno. Mm-hmm. And that was a back-to-back I got to take, you know, advantage of. Sure. And um, where else? Um, you know, and then San Swope Antonio Park, was... Yeah. Swope Park's on a Wednesday this year, boo. Do we, we only play them once, right? Yeah, that's right. The only teams we play three times is uh, St. Louis and Oklahoma City. Is that right? That's correct. All right, cool, cool. Only two teams. Okay. Changes up every year. Yes, it does. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Swoop Park on a Wednesday, I will most likely not make that. Um, but I'm going to have to change my fortune around if I go to too many of these road trips. I don't know if uh, – Yeah, we're going to have to we're gonna have to uh, at least get at least one win, maybe break the seal there. I don't know. It's Yeah, that's it's a, that's the thing. You have to get you have to get at least one win on the road, right? I, I know it. I know it. It's, I'm due. I am overdue. So, hopefully this year – we're undefeated on road trips. So other than that, you know, we can't – can we count Oklahoma City's last year road win? Uh, I, mean, uh, I mean, what do you, do you guys think? Do we count that as a road win? 
What do you guys on the podcast? What do you guys out there in Twitter land think? Let me know. Say yes, it counts, or no, because it's Ricky, it doesn't count. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. You need to shave his beard. Whatever you want to tell him. So. Oh, Lord. That'll make my grandparents happy. <laughs> All right. Well, I tell you what, any, uh, any final words, Rick, or anything on your mind? Uh, no, I'm just uh, excited about this uh, soccer season. I got my season tickets. Yep. Went to the open house, uh, looking at uh, the news feeds from the Tulsa Roughnecks to see who else we got coming into the club. Uh, preseason starting up pretty quick. Um, it's about time to uh, pull out those coolers and uh, pull out those grills and start playing for tailgates. So, oh yeah, yeah can't wait. Yeah, I know. Gosh, it's I can't believe it's already here. Yep, it's almost here. Well. All right. Well, Rick, tell how folks uh, know you're pretty active on Twitter. Uh, I don't know if you have Instagram or anything like that, but uh, t- tell folks how they can get in touch with you. On Twitter, it's Ricky Dell Myers. Um, and on Facebook, it's also Ricky Dell Myers. You can friend request me on Facebook as well. And right. that is and it. You're on uh, USL f- uh, fans. So uh, folks who follow yes. that Facebook page, he's on there and we get we get some uh, good uh, good discussions going on there, usually between Oklahoma City. Actually, we haven't had any Tulsa, Oklahoma City. Uh, you know, now it's like uh, Cincinnati and Indy Eleven fans getting after each other. So I love it. All these always, new teams coming in. Yeah, from... it's always Cincinnati fans. They always get after somebody, right? Absolutely. <laughs> That's gonna be fun. They just announced today that they're gonna play at Lu- uh, Luke Lucas Oil Field, which is where the Indianapolis Colts play. So maybe they can uh, pull some big fans and maybe get MLS's attention because I guess that's what you need unless you live in Miami. And yeah. uh, you can just, whenever you feel like it, have a franchise because that was announced today, Miami. So good for those fans. That's exciting for them, I guess, even though they had Miami FC and Fusion. And uh, who knows? It's uh, These new teams, they get a bunch of fans. So it, it, might, it probably will work. Who knows? Uh, but anyway, so that was the news today. And then... Yeah, we'll see what happens here in the next couple of weeks on the, the presidential elections, the, the USSF elections. We'll wait and see. I know we haven't talked much about that. And maybe we'll get on next couple episodes and talk a little bit about that. But really, it's um, it's it's kind of big, big picture. Don't really get into much of that on the, or at least have time on the podcast. But uh, do you have a comment or a thought on that, Rick? Just well, I just want to say thank you for having me on the podcast. Sure. And uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy listening to you and. Um, the Tornado Alley Soccer Podcast is pretty awesome. Well, thank you. Well, <laughs> appreciate it. And, uh, you know, uh, we'll have more guests here in the Frady Hole, as I like to call it. Here, maybe have, uh, you know, more beverages in the Frady Hole fridge. Who knows? Uh, but anyway, uh, but thank you, uh, Rick, and uh, appreciate you coming on, bud. And we thank will you. definitely be in touch, and I'm sure we'll have you on here in the very near future. All right, thank you. All right, thank you so much to our guest, Christian Rodriguez, Ricky Del Myers. Thank you guys so much for coming on and joining me this evening. BGN.FM, you can find all the podcasts. Subscribe. Please subscribe, comment, rate. Give me four, Give me five stars and tell me I'm an idiot. That's fine. Just give me five stars. It's the only thing I care about, all right? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I appreciate your support and everyone that does listen to the show. Much obliged. I know it's been a long episode this week, so I appreciate you hanging in there with me. So that's it for this week. Everyone have a good week, safe week. We'll have some great guests on next week. 
Uh, can't wait. Love you. God bless you. Take care. <laughs>